Hello and welcome to Cats Out of the Bag. I'm Kat Hennessy and in this podcast, nothing is off limits. Hello my sweet pea little angels. Welcome to today's episode, which is going to be an absolute ripper. Um, so I am doing a highly requested episode, which is a bachelor tell-all. Um, so where do I even begin? I'm going to go over topics like auditions, how it started, what filming was like, the aftermath, like what did we eat? All of those weird little details that I feel like people always ask, which seems so normal to me because I've been through it. But to anyone who hasn't, you're like, what the fuck do you do day to day? So here we have it. Let's get cracking. So why did I go on The Bachelor, do you ask? Um, Look, bit of a weird one for me. Two reasons. I, I'm I'm one that I always like to you know, live on the edge. And I want to look back on my twenties when I'm 40 with kids and be like, fuck yes. I'm so glad I did that. I don't want to have any regrets. And like, yeah, it definitely wasn't the best experience for me, but I still don't regret it in the fact that I like, you know, met some amazing friends. I learned a lot about myself. It's like pretty epic to know what like reality TV is like behind the scenes. So, you know, I, I feel like that whole process was really cool for me. Um, and I know I've like spoken a little bit on the previous episodes about um, how I like used to struggle with pretty bad anxiety when I was younger. And when I was like in my early twenties, Bachelor was like my favorite show. Like I was obsessed with it. And I used to watch it and I used to watch all these women on the show going on these dates. And I used to be in awe of them just being able to put themselves out there because I really did go through a stage where I struggled to, I got really bad social anxiety and I wouldn't go to restaurants. I wouldn't go on dates. I really like secluded myself. So I think like once I overcame that anxiety and like really, you know, spent a few years working on myself and felt like I was ready to be in a situation like that, it was like a really massive pat on the back for me for me to even like consider doing something like that, let alone actually fucking doing it. So yeah, so that was a definitely like a big reason as to why I went on it. Um, and who doesn't love a fucked up adventure or a good story? You know, I do. Um, so at the time when I applied, I was living in Bali, as we all know, I'm Kat from Bali. If you watch the show, um, I, was working full time over there, like absolutely loved my life. I was actually seeing this epic dude at the time. And well, no, I think I wasn't when I applied. So I applied with my roommate and it's pretty much like this online form. And they ask you all these questions like, what do you do for a living? Like, where are you born? How many sex partners have you had? Like all these fucking weird questions. So I did that. And then you have to like submit a video of yourself. So I've submitted um, a classic video. Maybe I might even post it in the Facebook group group if I'm feeling extra, extra saucy. Um, So yeah, I'd like did this weird video of me rapping, lol, embarrassing. Um, And yeah, then I ended up getting a phone call and they were like, hey, like we loved your audition. We'd really love for you to like, we'd love to meet you. Um, We're holding our group auditions in Brisbane on these dates. Like, can you, can you make it? And I was like, yes, I can. Had to like get leave off work and fly back to Australia. Like pretty fucked that I did that. Um, And 
I I know a few of you have like DM me being like, do they like scout people through Instagram or did do you have to audition? And like I know that everyone in my season went through the audition process, but I do know, for instance, like um, Alicia, who, who was in my season, she is dating Glenn, who was on um, Bachelorette, and he got scouted. So I do know that it does happen, but for me, the old the old classic audition went through the whole little process. So I fly home and I like can't tell anyone because. I like was coming home for like two days. So I literally told my family, flew in. Um, I think I stayed at my best friend's house. I think she was the only one that knew. And then I woke up in the morning and like went to this like weird hotel and there were just like maybe I reckon 60 girls there. So there's all these chicks and they're all waiting to go into this audition room and there's different time slots. So like one group goes in, and there's 60 girls in that group. Then there's another one that's 60 and then there's another group of 60. So there's like 10 auditions in the day of all these different groups of women. So like so many people apply and so many people are in this audition process. So they like get you ready, do all your things. I think you had a number or something. Um, And we go up to this like massive hall area and everyone's in there and you have to like kind of split off into groups that they pick and it's almost like a drama class like you have to do weird dances and acts and all this weird shit and I love I love um I love being a bit extra so definitely shined in that situation um and then out of my group of 60 they then chose five of us so five of the girls in my group got to stay back and I was one of them obviously um and then we went to this room next door and um we sat in there I was literally waiting in there for like an hour and one by one each of you had to go and meet the executive producer like head of head of channel 10 like you, you met all these people and you so I'm like sitting there I was the last one to go I was like what the fuck is happening so I go into this room I'm in this like tiny room with like camera five people sitting on a panel and they're like interviewing me and asking me all these questions like why why do you want to be on this like where do you see yourself in five years like it's like an interview and I'm just you know sitting there answering all the questions and I don't know I just had this like feeling that I was gonna I just had a feeling I was gonna get in I, I don't know why but I feel like my gut's always pretty switched on and I just I left there and I was like, yep, I know that this is going to happen for me. Like I know this, I know I'm going to go. So then I go home, I fly back to Bali and about like a week to like two weeks later, I get a phone call and they're like, hey, um, so-and-so producer from Warner Brothers, we'd love to get you on The Bachelor. Like filming dates start here, like blah, blah, blah. Can you, can you start? Are you still interested? Anyway, so I say yes. And I had, I think four days before filming to pack up my entire apartment, my villa in my villa, lol. So, so extra. Just packed up my villa in Bali and like flew home. Um, so yeah, so I had to like get rid of all of my shit because the thing was my lease over there, if I was successful through to the end, clearly wasn't, um, it means my lease would have run out um, and I would have had to move. But if I had gotten out in two weeks, I would have been fine, but I didn't know. So I was like, well, fuck, I've just got to like move all my shit out just in case. So I got all my stuff, put it in boxes, like stored it at my friend's house over there. It was like the most, I, I feel like I've never thrown out so many clothes and things, well, donated, um, so many of my belongings ever. I was like, you know, when you just scramble and you're like, I just got to get rid of everything. 
Anyway, so I'm like packing up all my stuff, um, got all my contracts. I got to sign everything, had like a meeting with my producer who was like, what are you going to do for your entrance? Like, you know, you've got to make a, you got to make an impression on, on the bachelor. Like you can't just go in there and introduce yourself. So they really like prod and poke at you to do something on the red carpet. And you know, it's it's like, I feel like this season, for instance, was like way too over the top, like the chick going in on the fucking crane, like, sorry. And then, yes, they, they pretty much, it's like, if you say you're not going to do anything, it's like that, no, like they won't take fucking no for an answer. You have to do something, whether or not it's like making a cake or like, you know, writing a note. I like made him these rose cufflinks and I was like, I'm a jewelry designer and here are some rose cufflinks to symbolize the bachelor journey. And I also may or may not have rapped to him, lol, ooh, thank fuck they didn't play that. And it also definitely wouldn't have fit with my villain edit, would have been the funny girl edit. So, you know, couldn't couldn't play that or the loser edit. Like, who, you know, like every season there's like a break dancer or like, you know, someone in a fucking like, you know, doing a rhythmic gymnastics or something, I would have been the rapper. So thank fuck that that didn't happen. Um. So, yeah, so I fly home. I have like a day or two and then fly to Sydney and then I arrive in the Sydney airport and then this lady comes and meet, meets me who's like a minder. So she is a lady who lives in the house with you in the mansion and is pretty much like your house mum. She was like literally the best chick ever. I still bloody occasionally talk to her to this day, um, would talk to her a lot more if I could. I, you, you get in this van in a maxi taxi. So I was like in this maxi taxi with like Brooke, Blurton, uh, Alicia, uh, Brittany Hockley, Shannon, like there was like six of us. So we go in this maxi taxi, they cover up all of the, well, it's not, it's like a van that is the shape of a maxi taxi. Yeah. Anyway, so they cover it with like black garbage bags so that like the paparazzi can't take photos of you I was like what the fuck is this like what is what is happening and then you get taken to this hotel and then they take away your phone take away all your stuff and you get like taken up to this bedroom sorry bedroom hotel room and I'm just like sitting in there and so all my stuff's gone I have like no phone no laptop no iPad no no Kindle and I think I have my Kindle not that I ever read, lol, who am I kidding? I'm like every week I'm like, mm, I think I'm going to become a reader and I just don't. Um, so I'm sitting in there and they're like, yeah, so you're going to get a buddy. There's going to be one of the girls is going to come into your room with you and you're going to be, you know, in in this room for the next few days. So I think I'm at the Quest in Sydney and I'm sitting there, sitting there. I'm like, who the fuck's my room buddy going to be? Guess who the fuck it was. If you watched my fucking season, you're going to die. In walks. Vanessa Sunshine. So I am in this room and they're like, this is your buddy for the next three days. You guys are going to be, be paired up together. So like get to know each other, blah, blah, blah. So the only person that I met was Vanessa Sunshine. Other than that, you like can't interact with the other girls. You, you're in your room. The only time you leave your room was like at the very start where you go down to like this conference room and you all sit in chairs and there's like a lawyer and like the producers and they kind of like do a big spiel of like the journey you're coming on and then you go back up to your room and the only time you can leave your room over the next few days is one to go to the gym for 10 minutes or half an hour or something which is supervised and no other girls are in there at the same time 
two, um, if you, you have a meeting with like your PR people and three to get a spray tan, like I was literally going insane. I was in this room for three days, no TV, nothing. I was, I, my dad was like, here, do you want to take some board games in? So I was literally like, Hey Vanessa, do you want to play another game of banana Rama or banana gram? So I, every time my dad's like, do you want to play banana gram? I'm like, absolutely not. I have like fucking PTSD from this game because I swear to God, it was all I could do for three days. So we're like sitting in there and then on like crunch time. Oh no, there is one other reason you got to leave. Sorry, I forgot. It's all, it's all flooding back to me. So then on like the day before the like arrivals, you go and you meet with the stylist and you pick out your ball gown. So you like go and try on all these dresses and they have to take a photo of you and like the head producer has to like approve your look and everything. And then the next day it's go time. So we get taken to this fucking weird RSL pub. Like I'm talking like dodgy somewhere in Sydney and I shit you not, we're sitting there for like hours and hours and hours. So we maybe get there at like 5 PM to start hair and makeup. And I didn't get out of there. I didn't actually meet the honey badger on the red carpet until 3 AM. So I'm just sitting in there like when the fuck and like groups by groups they go out and they a few girls get taken in this van with the fucking black garbage bags on the window and they everyone yeah ever they give everyone like this black hoodie and you have to wear the black hoodie in the car and like put the hood over your head because of um paparazzis I was like this is absolutely ridiculous but you know alas the paparazzis were there so it did serve a purpose um so yeah so I'm waiting waiting you're just in this RSL they're just bringing you around booze you just drink what you want and then I finally get to go meet him and I'm I'm getting driven there with a few other girls I was second last um Dasha was last but they made out that I was like third on the red carpet I was like that was a fucking lie anyway so then it's limo time so I was thinking like you know you get your makeup done and this beautiful limousine would pick you up and take you to the venue it's a lie you literally get dropped off and it's a limousine going just going back and forth in the driveway so like it's not even leaving it's just literally going forwards and back with with all the girls in the car or with one girl in the car whatever so I get off I you know, walk on the red carpet, go and meet the honey badger. Another one that you guys ask is, did you know who he was before you get, before you meet him? No, they're like so secretive with that. Like you have no idea who your bachelor is. You don't know any of the other girls. It's like all really a big element of surprise, which I understand because it like definitely makes for better TV to get people's shock kind of look. I, there was actually an article that leaked about him uh, I think like 30 minutes before we got our phones confiscated. So I started like Googling him, watching YouTube videos of him. Otherwise I would have had no idea who he was. So I like kind of knew. Um, and then, yeah. So then I walked in, met him and then we were like continued recording. He didn't get into the cocktail party to be like, hello girls, welcome to this season. You know how they do that toast at the start of every season. We're like pushing maybe 4am now and girls have been in there since like 8pm at night and everyone's fucking exhausted and you just want to, you know, switch off and go to bed and they're just like pushing for content, like, you know, prodding and poking you to try and get what they can to make this like a juicy enough episode. So gets to maybe like 
I don't know, like 5 a.m. and then it's like starting to get light. So they're like, okay, we've got to wrap wrap filming and then everyone has to get back in these vans and we get taken back to the hotel room and everyone has to sleep in the hotel room again to wake up again the next day and get our hair and makeup done the same, get back in the same dress and then re-go all again to continue filming the first episode. So like that first cocktail party is split over like two nights and um, – by the time you get to the rose ceremony, it's always like 3 or 4 a.m. Like everyone's always like, are you really drunk? Like what's happening? But no, it's literally you have been st- – well, firstly, to film a rose ceremony, I think we were standing in the first one for like three and a half hours. Your feet are like fucking bleeding. It's 4 a.m. You just want to go to bed and everyone's just like, get me the fuck out of here. Also, not to mention that you're sitting there and it's like such a kick in the face to your like to your confidence and stuff like you're like why haven't I gotten a rose like like you just it gives you so much self-doubt which really sucked yeah so the cocktail ceremony you know gets filmed goes for a few hours and then the girls that aren't successful literally get chucked straight in a car with their suitcases and it's like see ya like that's it and then everyone goes back inside and you go into your rooms and that's literally what you do Every time before a cocktail party, unless you have a rose to keep you safe, you have to pack up your suitcase and get ready in case you get sent home. Because if you get sent home, you get in the car with your bag. You don't get to go back in and pack your suitcase and say goodbye. It's like, that's it. So it's actually like pretty shitty. I mean, for me, it was even worse because I I got kicked off and I actually didn't get to say bye to anyone. So, I mean, we'll touch on that later. But um. So yeah, so then you're you're living in the you're living in the mansion, living the vida loca. What's the setup, you ask? Fucking bunk beds. Go off, sis. Literally, I was in a room with twelve girls in bunk beds with three different rooms, so they were all split up. So um, I was in the biggest room, and fuck me dead, people like I think like yes, yeah, Shannon fucking like had like nightmares every night and would fully sleep talk and like wake up and like just adjusting to like living every second day like every second of your life with these other women it's it's hard like especially when you're being like pitted against each other and like you know you're all going for the same person like that's obviously there's obviously going to be drama and there's obviously going to be a lot of tension so anyway so little questions you guys have asked me this one's so funny. What do you eat? Okay. We eat normal fucking food. So no, um, when you're filming, there is like catering. So they'll put on like dinners and stuff for you on filming days. And then you also do like a big Coles or Woolworths shop at the start of the week. So you'll do a huge online order and then that gets delivered to the mansion. Um, but the whole like food thing was really, it was really fucked because you've got like 28 chicks in one house. Everyone has different dietary requirements. Everyone cooks and eats differently. So that was definitely a massive struggle. I know there was like heaps of issues with like Tennille and stuff. Cause she'd like, get all these items of food and like write her name on them and be like, Tennille, do not touch. And we'd be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, this is for everyone. You can't do that. Or then like we'd order one bag of salmon and she'd cook salmon like three days in a row. And then it was like, okay, like that's fine. But like, maybe just think of other people if you're, um, you know, going to cook salmon three days in a row, like maybe someone else hasn't eaten it or maybe someone else is pescatarian or something. So there was actually this massive like feud in the, in the house where like she was being like quite difficult about things. Um, 
and it was actually like pretty fucked. We ended up having to get um, an avocado, like an avocado allocation. So everyone would get one avocado each week. And that was your avocado. I think they were like four bucks at the time. They were like, we don't have the budget for you all guys, everyone to have like five avos. So we all, everyone kept missing out on the avos, people complaining. So ended up getting one each. It was fucking ridiculous. So this is actually like kind of fucked, but like kind of funny. So like you're obviously so bored, like when you're not filming and everything, you just got to entertain yourself, like whether or not you're reading. I know Alicia and I, um, we binge watched Law and Order SVU vibe. And then like, I know like Romy and I were like kind of fucked up. We love pranking people. Like every time we have sleepovers, we'll like prank call people or just do stupid shit. And we had all these alpacas in the, in the garden. And she was like, let's go like pick up this shit in water bottles and like put it in the girl's bathroom and like, just see what happens. And I was like, dude, no, we can't do that. Anyway. So we fucking what did we do? We fucking did it. Um, this is all off camera, by the way. And this is a bit of a funny karma story for me. Um, so we like sprinkled this pool all around the toilet in like one of the en suites. It was just alpaca shit, but like you wouldn't know what animal it had come from. Anyway, some of the girls were freaking out. They're like, that is alpaca. Sorry, not alpaca. That is animal shit in our bathroom. There is a rodent breaking in and shitting everywhere. Like we need to sort this out. So everyone's freaking out. They're like, all right, we've got to call in pest control, like get out pest control. They're like, oh, we don't know what it is. We put down some traps and some bait. We'll get it sorted, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, and Romy and I are just like dying. We're like, I don't know why we thought it was like the funniest thing because we're so fucked up. And yeah, we just like kind of kept like sprinkling this poo around the bathroom, which is really fucked. Anyway, so then this links back to our avocado story. So Romy was away on a group date and we all got our one avocado for the week. And I was like, oh, I'll get mine and Romy's and I'll keep them safe. So I put them on our windowsill in our bunk room. And I shit you not, a fucking rat came into our room shit everywhere and fucking ate into the avocados I was like oh my god if that isn't fucking karma I don't know what is like we still laugh about it to this day it had like literal nibble marks like unless someone was fucking with us back but they were like fucking tiny mouse shits like you know you can just tell the difference so yeah so that was so funny um I've actually never told anyone that so hope hope you don't hate me for that but you got to entertain yourself some way so you know, if you, you literally like you pretty much, you don't leave the mansion unless you're invited on a single date or a group date. So I was in filming for, I think like six weeks and you have no phone, no news. They did have Netflix on our year. Previous years, there was just DVDs and you get to call your mum and dad or a family member once a fortnight for 15 minutes on a monitored call. So you have your minder, who's the like your house mum, sitting there while you're on the call and that you can't answer any questions your parents ask you. So they're like, how are you going? How are you finding it? Like, nah, they'll, the minder will jump in and go, you can't answer that. So it was literally me being like, so mum, what did you have for dinner? Or like, hey, so how's um, the weather on the Gold Coast? Like it was literally, you know, there's only so many um, in-depth conversations you can have with your parents. So 
yeah, so that was kind of fucked. And like, I guess it like makes you go a little bit insane, not being able to touch base with your friends and, you know, have that banter that you would on your phone. Like you just, you have no connection to the outside world. You don't know what's going on. Like even you saw in last year's season, they didn't even know that COVID was going on. They're like in lockdown and there's a fucking world pandemic happening. So that's, that's fun. Um, and then I guess a day in the life. Yeah. When you're not filming, some people are like, what's a day in the life in the mansion? It's like, if you are filming, you get woken up, like they do wake up calls. So you can request what time you want to be woken up. If you need an hour to get ready, if you need two hours, I'd always be like 15 minutes and I'd roll out and chuck on some fucking foundation and like never had to do my hair, obviously, because I had that short black bob would roll on in um and then you would like have brekkie go into filming get like mic'd and then like they do either do like actuality scenes is what they call them where it's like the girls sitting around the mansion talking about someone going on a single date and them not going on it or like three girls in the pool discussing who might get a rose like so they set up like certain scenes and then the producers will kind of be like to you like um, okay, um, Kat, can you start us off with a conversation? Like, uh, Emily's gone on a date today and you haven't been on a date. Like, do you feel like you're falling behind at all? Like, do you feel like you might go home? Let's just, let's talk about it. Can you girls discuss that? And then you'd start and I'd be like, Hey guys, I'm feeling a little bit like worried that I haven't gotten a rose yet. And Emily's on a date. She was the last one standing. It's like that. They kind of like, direct you in that kind of way and there's definitely a lot of like tactics they do to like they definitely like threaten and intimidate you to do things like I know on the first night they knew that Sophie was in there and had slept with my ex-boyfriend previously and I was literally like manipulated like completely manipulated to bring it up with her like to the extent that they were like well if you don't bring it up then you're gonna look stupid the whole of Australia is going to think you're in love with your ex-boyfriend and that you still care because it's going to come out that you still, you know, care about him. And this is all going to come out whether or not. So it's going to look better if you bring it up. And, and I was like, Oh, I just really don't want to. They were like, "Mm." so pretty much like forced me to bring it up with her. And I was like, I'll just do it in like a nice way. So I tried to do it in a joking way because that's what I, I'm quite a like jokey, sarcastic person. But no, they fucking cut it to make me look like a bitch. And that was like the starting point of me being the villain. So, yeah, I definitely fell for those games and it definitely got the best of me. That's for sure. Another person has asked how many days does it take to film an episode? So um, there's normally like one rose ceremony a week. So like a whole week would probably go into one episode. So for it to like give you some clarity to record a film a group date you literally get picked up at like 6 a.m in the morning and you don't get back until like 6 or 7 p.m at night and then if you get the extended time at the end of a group date you then might not be back until like midnight or something so a whole date that only gets played on air for about 15 minutes is filmed over a lot longer like a lot longer of a time frame and then same with single dates like single dates are filmed for about 12 hours and they sometimes only show like five to ten minutes of it so like that's a lot of content for them to cut through and and work, you know, work through and to get the right interesting scene. So when there's a, a single date and it's boring, you're like, fuck, what were they doing for 12 hours? Like they really had nothing to work with. Um, so another person has asked, can you choose what you wear? Yes. So 
when you have like um, group dates or single dates or any filming actuality scenes around the mansion, you wear your own clothes. You bring in your own wardrobe. Everything in those scenes is your own styling. You do your own makeup, all of that stuff. The only time where you don't wear your own clothes is when there is a cocktail party. So that's when the stylists come in and they dress you in a gown and you get your hair and makeup done by um, like makeup and hair artists coming to the mansion pretty much. So um, that's pretty much how that runs. Um, Describe the honey badger. Someone's asked me to describe the honey badger in three words. Um, Fuck. I feel like I've called this guy enough things in the past that like I'm sure you could um I'm sure I don't know. Uh, look, him and I I feel like definitely he was disengaged. Um that would definitely be one word. I don't know. I just he he wasn't for me and and him and I just didn't gel. Like I could literally talk to a fucking brick wall and I could not talk to this bloke. I was literally like, I've never felt so fucking awkward in my life. Like I remember when we had a one-on-one date, um, I just felt like every time I'd speak to him, he'd like look past me. It was like, he just wasn't engaged. He didn't care. And that he just like wasn't really taking in a thing that you were saying to him, which didn't really make me feel confident and didn't really make me feel like I wanted to keep the conversation flowing because I didn't have a lot to work with. Like we, we, we had this stunning date. We were in the middle of the Amy stadium. I think that's it in Sydney. And they set up this like beautiful scene with like a cheese platter and a couch. And we're like sitting there chatting and I fucking shit you not. He leans over to the cheese board. He picks up a wheel of brie and he bites into it, like literally an entire wheel of brie. And I was like, are you joking? And he goes, oh, no, it's bloody good. Do you want some? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sitting there thinking if you were at my family home and you picked up a fucking wheel of brie in front of my mum, she would be like, there's the door. Bye, Felicia. Like, no. So it just like, we just, he just wasn't for me. And I had a different sense of humor to him. And I just didn't really find his weird jokes funny. They just kind of wigged me out. So, which is surprising because I feel like I get along with most people. So yeah. Anyway, I mean, he didn't end up picking anyone. So fucking we all, we all lost in the long run, but maybe it was a win secretly because who really wanted to end up with him? Not me. Um, so someone else, you guys are so funny. If I had to bang a previous bachelor, who would I bang? Oh, well, I've already made out with Maddie J before when I was like in high school, we went to the same school together and I passed him in a nightclub, lol. Um, but who would I bang? Um, also wouldn't bang him because he's like married with a child and that would be really inappropriate, but he's definitely the hottest. Um, probably Matt from Abby's season. I think just he is like the most normal. Definitely. Imagine if I was like, what's that guy's name? The, I can't remember on Sam Frost bachelor. Imagine if I said him. Ew. Um, so yeah, maybe him, but I don't know. That's a weird question. Definitely not the honey badger or maybe it would be the honey badger just so I could fuck him and then like I don't know like spit on him or something no just kidding (laughs) but I don't know yeah maybe it would be the honey badger just so I don't know be like fuck you um but 
who the fuck knows. So I guess like getting back to the whole like filming process, like it was a pretty um, emotional, difficult time. Like, you know how like when your girls are doing the one-on-one interviews and it's in like the candle room and it's all like set up moody, that's literally a fucking demountable. There is a demountable in on the property where you go into and there's like two cameras set up fucking sound guy the producer like it is a hot box and you're sitting in there you can't have any air conditioning on because you know can't mess with the sound guys you even have to stop when a plane goes over so um yeah so you're literally sitting in this demountable for like two to four hours like it depends how long your one-on-one interviews are and that's when they get all your snippets that they can use those voiceovers to make it look like you're saying things about other people or like they'll like I remember one time I had been up since like 5am on a date. I then got home and then they put me in a one-on-one interview and they were like talking to me about the date and they kept just like prodding at me, prodding at me, asking me questions. And I was like, oh, I'd never care about anyone else. And I was like, oh no, I didn't mean that lot. Like just stuttered because I'd literally been interrogated for like two hours. And then they put that in the show and made it look like I'd actually said that. Like they just, they just do things and they can paint you in whatever light they want. You look at the entrance music for Brooke, love Brooke. She's the fucking biggest legend ever but it's like twinkly stars and you hear my entrance and it's like like that's literally what my entrance was and then they play that same entrance for pretty much every villain they've changed it this year but like Nathan Favreau or whatever who was like technically the villain after me he got the same music someone else in a previous season got the same music like you know that there's like a certain storyline that they stick to each year it's like golden girl gets the first date Then like around episode eight, like the villain gets asked to leave by the bachelor and like they do certain things and like put things in certain lights to make you look a certain way and make the viewers believe it. So I think like what was hardest for me was I was definitely painted in a really negative light and like, yeah, I probably did say some things that I would never do now or wouldn't do if I wasn't in filming, but like fucking trap anyone in a house for six six weeks to three months with no friends, no family, no phone, no like contact to the outside world, except a bunch of strangers that you're all fighting for the same guy. Like anyone's going to go a bit crazy or be a bit of a bitch. It's just like, I think the thing is, which was, was most difficult for me was a lot of those other girls had pretty shitty moments as well. And, you know, said some pretty like nasty things and did some pretty, pretty awful things too. But that wasn't played and instead it was all me and it made me, I looked awful. And then when everything came out and when the show aired, not one of those women reached out to me. When I was getting death threats, it was all through the papers. Not one of them reached out to say, hey, all things aside, I hope you're okay. Or, hey, just checking in, how are you doing? Literally none of them. I literally only had Romy and Alicia and obviously like, Brooke and Rihanna and I'm still really close with too but like that was really difficult and you know seeing all these other women after the show like getting invited to all these cool events and collaborating with great brands and doing all these things that I was just not included in at all because I had this bad edit and it was like so unfair that because of how you're painted on a show can bring you so many more or so many like so 
little opportunity. And it was just like, it was just such a kick in the face and it was really difficult. And, you know, I was sitting there and an episode would play and within two minutes I'd have 800 comments on my photo, all abusing me, sending me death threats. I'd be in the street. People would like throw things at me. I remember one time, like someone was like, literally, Hey, are you Kat from The Bachelor? And I was like, Oh, hey, yeah, how are you going? And they were like, Wow, you're a lot nicer in real life. You're a fucking beep, like dropped the C bomb to me. You're a fucking C bomb in The Bachelor. Like, and I'm just like on a night out trying to enjoy it with my friends. And it was fucking awful. Like, it, it was really traumatic. And I think what was worse for me was I finished filming, it aired. It stopped airing and two weeks later I went back into filming on a new show. I went back into paradise. So it was like this – I had no time to process anything and I just went immediately back into the next show and that was fucked. Like I hadn't mentally prepared myself. I went into this season where none of the guys wanted to get to know me because I was the villain. They all wanted the Shannons or, you know, the Brooks. They wanted the girls that got painted in a good light. I don't know if that's purely for like social media or purely because they just like believed what they saw on TV. But that was fucking hard. Like I was there and I just felt so outcasted and unwanted and I was trying to connect with people and I was really like, I just really want to meet someone. Like genuinely at that time, I just wanted to meet someone. I wanted to settle down and I wanted all of this fucking madness to chill. So I was there and I thought that like Richie and I had a connection, lol, what? And then this other guy from America, like we were fully vibing and then I knew they gave their roses to someone else and I knew that I wasn't going to get it. And I just stormed out of the rose ceremony. This was in in paradise. And um, yeah, I stormed out because I knew, I knew what was coming and I was like, I'm not going to fucking sit here and deal with this. I literally had a mental breakdown. I was like in hysterics. I had like the camera crew and, sh- crew and shit yelling at me, like get out of the bathroom. You can't be, you can't close yourself in there. Obviously needing to get their content while I'm literally like hyperventilating. And then I, I was in such a bad way. I was actually never spoken about this. It's pretty intense. I was in such a bad way that they had to get like the psychologist to come and meet me and take me back to my hotel room where they then refused to give me my phone to call my parents, even though I was like, literally felt like my entire world had crumbled. I was like, please, like I was bawling my eyes out, begging, absolutely begging for them to let me call my mum and dad. I was like, I just want my mum and dad, like, please just let me call them. And it took me maybe like four hours to convince them and they wouldn't give me my phone. I was just locked in this fucking room by myself for like 12 hours until I then got taken to the airport, which was like a two hour drive. And then I didn't get my phone back until I like went through the gate. Like it was fucked. And like, you know, yeah, there's a lot of like positives and stuff that come from this show, but there's also a lot of negative and there's also a lot of waiting around and things that you don't think about. Like, I don't know. It was just really, I feel like that was just like a really shitty ending for me. And like, I was not in a good headspace for a long time after that. And I'm so grateful at like how far I've come and where I am now. And I've really like, you know, it's, it's made me develop a lot as a person and grow, grow as well. And just, you know, not take no shit y'all. So I feel like this has gone from a funny episode to a bloody depressing one, but I think it's also important to talk about that stuff and like, you know, how harmful, like, people's actions can be like 
I don't know. I just, I just feel like the whole time I was like destined to fail. Like I was called out for only being on there to like run my jewelry business and promote it. And I'm sitting there being like, please, it's 2018. Every fucking chick on this show is here with an agenda, whether or not it is to grow an Instagram following, to promote their fucking app. Like every single chick on there came with an agenda and you saw that unfold afterwards. It's just these other women felt the need to call me out because I'm confident, because I'm outgoing. They felt the need to call me out to like, I remember one of the girls did it to um, to Nick's sister, like said I was only there to promote my jewellery business and all this shit. And like, I just, I don't know. I just feel like I was made to be the bad guy, even though I like, look, I did some bad shit, but it's like at the end of the day, so did other people and that just didn't get recognized. It was just like all eyes on me. And I think that was what was hardest to deal with. And then as well, like being asked to leave um, by The Bachelor and not being able to say goodbye to any of these women that I just spent like eight weeks with or six weeks or whatever and just having to get into a car and go to a hotel room by myself. Like it was fucked. And I am so grateful that I had Romy and Alicia there with me because I just don't know what I would have done or where, how I would have gotten through it if I didn't have those two there going through the same shit as me. Like it literally helped me get out to the other side. So thank fuck for that. So I'm going to wrap this little episode up with answering a few of your questions. So let's roll. I know it's all been asked, but what the fuck goes on when the cameras aren't on? Do you guys see Mr. Bash whenever? Nope. You literally don't see The Bachelor. So if you don't get go on a group date or a single date, you do not see him until you're at the cocktail party. Hence why women are so like desperate to get their time because you like fall behind if you don't get that interaction. Um, do girls hook up with crew members when the cameras aren't rolling? I fucking wish. I mean, I've heard of it happening, but not on my season. Fuck, there was this producer on my season that I still would bang to this day. He was so hot, is so hot. Um, but alas, have not done that yet. Yet, I say, because it's one of my life, my life bucket lists. Um, lol, if he's listening to this, he'll fucking die. Um, how long between your final interview and finding out you're successful and getting through and being on the plane to Sydney? So I did answer that one about like a week to two weeks. Um, how do the producers guarantee that all the girls are going to like the same guy and want to be in a relationship with him? So they definitely do like cast girls that they think are going to get along with him. Like obviously, you know, if he's a sporty guy, they're going to, you know, get girls who like football or like outdoor activities or, or adventuring or whatever. So yeah, so that definitely happens. Um, how does he remember everyone's names? Lol. Um, yeah. So they have an earpiece when they're in the um, rose ceremony. So um, obviously you're not going to get up there and remember 28 girls' names. So that's a sick joke. Um, we always were super sus if he was wearing an earpiece when he was speaking to us because we could always hear this like little noise. We were like, is he wearing a fucking earpiece? Like being like wrap up the conversation. So like we, we never found that out, but we were, I think like one of the girls even tried to shove their fingers in his ear or something like yeah, it, it definitely, he definitely wears an earpiece because you're not going to remember details or names about all these women. Like think about when you go into a group of five people that you haven't met and you're like, hey, I'm John, hey, I'm Ebony, hey, I'm Sally. And then you're like, hang on, I didn't remember any of that, let alone 28 fucking women when you're like absolutely on edge because there's cameras everywhere. So yeah, 
thank God, thank God for that, guys. Another thing people always seem to ask me is if I'd do it again. Um, I'd be the Bachelorette. Nah, I don't know. I I think like maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. I feel like I'd see where I am in my life if that opportunity ever arose. But I think I'd, I'd, I'd definitely do like another show like, I don't know, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here or like Survivor or something. Like I think that'd be fun. But yeah, I don't know if I'd go back into that whole like Bachelor realm of things just because I know like what it's done to me in the past and like for my, like I'm in a great mental headspace and stuff now and I'm really happy, but there was a long period of time where I wasn't and where I really struggled. And um, yeah, that's definitely, I don't want to do something that's going to put me back in that position again. Um, But I also don't know if it would because I am such a different person. Like I was 22 when I went in there and I'm almost 28. So it's definitely been a journey and I feel like through your twenties, you're finding out all this stuff about yourself anyway. So yeah, so that's me. That's the fucking bachelor. But I hope I answered all of your questions. I hope you fa- found out a little bit more and you're feeling a little bit more, you know, clued on with the whole, with the whole BTS. But um, yeah, if you have any more questions, DM me, um, please rate, review, subscribe, do all the things and join my Facebook group um, for Cats Out of the Bag if you want to discuss episodes and just all the juicy goss. So thanks for listening, guys, and I'll see you next week.